when the war started. They protected me. Took better care of me than humans would have. Then our people, Maya. It's just programming. They're not people, Maya. They're not real. You and I are real. It's a good, the bad, the watchable. Wow, that was the most dramatic um, movie line we've had from a while, Boyle, huh? I know. Yeah, there was there wasn't much to work with here. The other one was like, "Hi, I'm Alfie," and then like I didn't know if anyone would get that either. So no shot. I, I, I saw the movie. And I, didn't, I don't even remember that line. I couldn't uh, remember that kid's name. Yeah, no. That was Nick Boyle, Mark Sisto, Nick Rojas here. Good, bad, watchable. Another episode. We're talking about the creator today. We're also talking about uh, movies that we've seen over the last month since our last episode. Uh, fellas, how we doing? Let's start off with Mark. Mark, how we doing lately? I'm tired. Um, <laughs> uh, going back yeah. to school uh, in my early 30s has been quite the experience. Uh, not good, not bad. I'd say watchable. Uh, it's decent. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'd say for the record, Mark, when, when Mark says he's back to school, he's doing third grade over. He missed a few uh, book reports, so... <laughs> He's got to read some Junie B. Jones and some other stuff. Oh, yeah. No, Mark, law school, it's, man. It's not so bad. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's not bad. Um, definitely a little more tired balancing work in school, but we, we manage. We get through. I, I'll complain now, but it's, it'll be worth it in the end. Exactly. Boyle, how about you, man? Another school year fully underway, two months in. Yes. How are we doing? Yes, sir. Uh, school year's off to actually a good start for me. Um, first year in eight years, I've had a great class, which is pretty great. Um, and then just doing me, baby, bachelor life. We're out oh. there. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, just want to extend a, uh, before we go any further, a, a, a quick congrats out to our pals at dual redundancy who got married over the last few weeks. Yeah. I, woo. Shout out to woo. Dave. And, and did Kyle's wedding happen or did, is it about to happen? I can't. I think it's trying. about to happen. Yeah. I think yeah, Kyle just had his, and I think, um, I mean, um, Dave just had his, and Kyle's is about to yeah. happen. Yeah. Shout out to them. Uh, can't wait for them to come back and do their podcast uh, selfishly. Uh, get over it, you lovebirds. <laughs> get back to work. Uh, Love how no. they keep the theme going. Dual redundancy. Just yeah. have to get married back to back. We yeah. get it, guys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Stick to the theme. No, that's awesome. And uh, yeah, so it works. Uh, congratulations. congratulations to them. Uh no marriages uh, here in this uh, Zoom uh, group, but uh, if we had to wait, uh, rate our marriages someday, uh, hopefully they're not good, bad, and watchable. That'd be <laughs> super depressing for us. <laughs> that would be a, a real bummer. Dude, that's uh, a great line. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be so funny. And then like, the graphic is like, you know, one of us smiling, one of us just like neutral face, and the other frowning. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, no. Like stuck to the theme. Yeah. Um, well, we're gonna we're gonna get rolling because uh, you know we appreciate everyone who listens to it, and uh, you know, Killers of the Flower Moon is out. We're gonna see that one soon, but we're gonna go back a month to talk about uh, the creator, which came out, and we're gonna do our review on that um, because uh, I think it was worth mentioning on the show. I mean, it's not every day that a big budget, relatively big budget, sci-fi movie comes out that is an original story gets major release and comes to theaters these days. Sometimes those movies get sent to streaming and they're poorly funded and they look kind of crummy or they're a big blockbuster movie and it's based on a book or, or comic books or what have you. So uh, let's jump into it. The creator, uh, just a brief uh, background on it, uh, directed and written by uh, Gareth Edwards. He, uh, he co-wrote this with a few other people as well, but um, he's also the same guy who did uh Star Wars, Star Wars Rogue One, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, it stars John David Washington, Madeline Yuna Voiles. Um, I think there's a few other people that people will recognize. And then uh, like Ken Watanabe, uh, Allison Janney, and a few other people. But uh, it's a made of future war between the human race and the forces of artificial intelligence. Joshua, a hardened ex-special forces agent, graving the disappearance of his wife, is recruited to hunt down and kill the creator, the elusive architect of advanced AI, who has developed a mysterious weapon with the power to end the war and mankind itself. We're not going to talk about spoilers too, too much yet, uh, or at least last third of the movie, but uh, 
let's talk about this movie. Uh, we saw it all in IMAX together uh, on the big screen as it was intended. Again, original movie. Uh, you know, I I think we're all kind of like in the same bucket here, but let's start off with Boyle. Boyle, what's your memory of this movie? What uh, what'd you think of it now that it's been a month, like uh, kind of reflecting back on it? I remember loving that it was original. Um, and, but like now that I've sat on it a month and that oh, visu- visually, it was very, very well done. Um, I remember walking out hot and being like, Hey, this is like a, this is like a soft eight, maybe like high seven. And I was kind of in there at the time. Come back to my score at the end. Um, now looking back at it before I pass it over to Mark, I, I just want to say, I feel that this movie could have been like a Oscar short. Like, I really feel like you could have taken the concept and just made it a short movie and I would have been pleased with it. Um, there's a lot of things in this movie that I just like don't remember anymore. And I remember us walking out and being like, this isn't very mem- memorable. And I remember us thinking like, it's, it's okay. Like it was good for what I just saw on the big screen. Wow. It was great. But like, it, there was just things not needed. It dragged at some points, and it was just like we're never going to remember this in a month. And here we are, and there are parts that I don't really remember, and I'm okay with that too. So, uh, Mark, what do you think? You know, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat with you. Um, I logged it as a as a seven, <clears throat> but you know, after uh, I'm I'm trending down and. It's because I think of this as, you know, I'm a food guy. I think of this as a dish that tried to do too much. Like it tried to throw every element of taste in there and it didn't balance it out. It kind of just made it confusing and sort of a mess. It, it tried to be very heavy and emotional at times. It threw in like some one-liner jokes that most didn't hit. Um, it reminded me of too many different movies. So it's like, is this Terminator? Is this iRobot? Like, you know, what's going on here? Um, there's a myriad of movies that you could say, you know, where the child prophet must be protected at all costs, a la Terminator 2. It's like, okay, like, you know, the, the, this kid's the future. We, we got to hey, make Mark. sure that, like, you know. This Heroes. Is, yeah. Get the- <laughs> yeah, but like, you know what I'm saying, where it, there, this movie had so much potential mm. and it's like we're like all right we've got a really good idea and then they didn't know how to finish it so that got lost on me so again with my rating i'm i'm definitely i'm trending down and it's like i kind of forgot about this movie not a lot of lasting power out of this and i thought that the uh the performances were very inconsistent but um the best part about this movie was uh far and above the uh the visuals visuals for the best uh yeah thrilled seeing that in imax that was great i and i have a tough time nick before you go but i have a tough time like seeing john david washington and anything because like i'm I'm still like am i in tenant still like what's happening right now <laughs> <laughs> it, t- it took me some time where i was just like oh no I, I love him as an actor he's so good but like just because of the sci-fi-ness of the movie and stuff, like I just was like, at some points, like, are we still in tenant? Like, what's going on? <laughs> the the movie, I don't want to talk about the negatives yet. The movie definitely feels bigger than him. And now that he's been in two of these kind of like big movies, I think he's better in things like Black Klansman than he is in like a big sci-fi movie because the movie just seems to be bigger. He he's not a a star, and maybe a star doesn't serve those movies. But uh, I don't know. I think he's. I think he's a good actor in smaller movies. I think maybe that better suits him. I didn't watch um, Ballers. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna jump in, Nick. And I. I think you're using the wrong words here. I'm not gonna say that he's not good in, in big movies. But you're saying when it's kind of zoomed, like zoomed out. Like you think he's better in more intimate, like close style movies. Maybe one on one interactions. Like behind the scenes kind of yeah, like I, like black instead of black, like epic big picture action sort of deals. Yeah, Black Klansman, like a movie that isn't utilizing CGI, if you will. Yes, which I again like Christopher Nolan would hate that I but, suggest that Tenet uses CGI, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like Black Klansman, where it's like you know you're trying to uh, get to know characters, get like in depth. Yeah, with them, it's a more uh, intimate kind of relationship. Yeah, he, he was in the charismatic. Story. 
He was charismatic yes. in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, but that's what I'm saying. Where you're like, when it's yes. very like zoomed out, where it's like, we've got this real big overarching yeah. issue. And he's just running around, like, you know, fulfilling uh, quests. Yes. And tasks. Yeah. Not Could a deal. Yeah. Not, no. And I won't hold that against him either. Um, for me, positives, I'm, I'm 100% with you guys. So we're all going to be on the same wavelength here. Um, 100%, I'm, I'm always going to think about the the way this movie looked from a like visual like how they made it to visually look like kind of like a little bit grainy they made the futuristic stuff look realistic in the world and not like okay that's cgi that's cgi like it was so well done for a movie that technically i think was less than 100 million dollars to make which is wild to me because it looked really good um i really liked how it looked visually looked i really liked the set designs in this movie, like all the locations they went to, I really like the sets. I'm always going to think about the costumes um, and, and the locations. So those are always going to be like I'll, when I think back to this movie, there's going to be like, you know, those Instagram accounts we all like kind of see on like our our Instagram. Uh, like, wow, like creator visually was so stunning. And it's like they put like a little song from the soundtrack underneath, like different shots of the movie. And people who have never seen that movie is like, whoa, what movie is this? This looks incredible. And like the people yes. who have seen it are like. Yeah, like it visually looked like you're taking like a 30 second like sizzle love it. Like this movie's amazing in that kind of platform. I the writing was the weakest part of this movie, I think, bar none. Like I could overlook a lot of the things in the first two acts of the movie, but by the third act, it was like a Jenga thing and it just came kind of crumbling I, I down wanna, for me. Let's I want to talk about that with you because that that's where I come in with like the performances where it's like the writing seemed just so rigid. Like it didn't really flow whenever, you know, there's a conversation between characters. Yeah. Yep. And it wasn't like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It just felt like, like we have to say something here. Like, all right, what do they say? Uh, I don't know. Say this. It did also seem like test screenings were like, wait a minute, I'm confused here. So they had to like dub in, like, we got to go to this place to get this, the like during scenes because it, like, it wasn't making sense for people. And like, what I was gonna say, didn't they actually dub something? Wasn't this the movie, Nick? You looked at me and you said she definitely said, "Oh, like, there she was, said no. f word instead or something." And you're like, they yeah. changed what she just said. Yeah, like yeah, and that was two things, Boyle. Yeah, because there's one instance of ADR stuff where, like, uh, like you see, like, let's say in this movie that like plane thing is going over and you hear voiceover of a character. That's easy to dub in audio to make sense for like, hey, we're on this mission to do this, this, and this because like the characters maybe didn't say that and. The, test audiences are like, Hey, I was confused at this part of the movie. And so they have the actor come back. Right. But the thing you're talking about was very distracting to me where she yeah. clearly says like the F word and like they had her say another word. And I was like, Oh, they, this originally was probably an R rated movie. Right. And, 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 but it's and very like out. clear where we all kind of like kind of step back and I was like, Ugh. did my eyes yeah. like deceive me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, I was like, who are you trying to pull a fast one on buddy? Um, yeah, so always going to remember this visually, but I just think the writing was just, I was like, is this movie like, I know this movie is like talking about not AI. They're using AI to talk about like other people from other backgrounds, but then why are you using AI? Is that like we all, the world we're kind of living in right now, we're all kind of like afraid of AI. Mm-hmm. Like why are you using AI as your way to, into like being like, hey, people other than you are okay. It's like, I, I can get down with that with other people. Uh, but the computer revolution that's happening right now kind of freaks me out at a moment where I don't feel like we have that under control. So timing yeah. on that felt a little off. Uh, but yeah, so I gave it a six out of 10. Um, and I'm, I'd never want to hold this movie against it that it wasn't great as a, as a negative. Cause it, I don't think it was great, but I don't think it was bad by any means. Like I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a very well-made movie. I just don't think it was great at all. And whenever you say that, it's always like, Oh, like, your passion in the movie. It's like, no, no, I just thought it was, I thought it was fine. Um, I try to always remind people that like a six isn't bad. Like, and, and, and it's very hard to describe our rating to people, but I always try to say it this way, right? Like to me, six and like to seven, eight ish almost is like good. Eight and above is just, yes, great. Right. It's like that four, five, six is such an interesting because a six could be okay. A six could be watchable. It could be good. It's like, it's tough. Because you want to give it credit sometimes, be like, I didn't love it, you know, or vice versa. 
Um, Boyle, I'm with you, man. Right, yeah. like that four to six region is like it, the movie could be bad, like objectively bad, but we enjoy it. But it's yes. still a four. Yes, so like, exactly. Like, like it's still an enjoyable movie. Yeah, but it also yeah. could be like a, a seven. Yeah. You know, like it, yeah, like it deserves a seven, but like it's not. It's not great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So and it's yeah, but Boyle, you're like hitting the nail on the head. Like there are far more sixes in the in the world, and that's okay. Than and that's are. okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, cinema but, would not be great if everything was great, and cinema would not be good if everything was bad, right? Like you right. need those not, just right there. Not the everything is Barbie, right? I'm just ten. <laughs> yes, and I'm okay, and they're right? okay. I'm, I'm just a six. <laughs> I'm okay. No, Mark, Mark, when this movie hits streaming, Mark, what are you going to tell people? Like, if they're like, "Hey, should I stream this?" Like, what what are you kind of what parameters are you giving them? I would say you have to be in the mood for a movie mm. like that. I would say you really don't have to think that hard. Uh, in my opinion, the story was uh, predictable. Um, the Chekhov's gun, so to speak, um, regarding the story themes, are like, okay, they said this, so like this is going to happen. Um, I felt it was very predictable in that sense, just because uh, we've kind of we've seen these stories before. I didn't find it very original. Um, even though I, I did say, you know, it, it tried to be many things at the same time, the things that were before them, it like copy and pasted that. So I was like, okay, this is happening. This is happening. This is happening. This is happening. Like one of those deals. So I wasn't very surprised. Mm. So if anyone wanted to stream it, I would say this is a, hey, visually stunning, shut your brain off. You can snack one of those types of movies if you're in the mood for that like a real lounging and relaxed style mood yeah and if the movie is like wait why is it doing this guess what it's not gonna you're gonna be stuck on that the rest of the movie it's not gonna be like oh it made sense in the end like no this is what it's gonna be (laughs) right boy what about you what would you tell someone i would say it's a low-key sci-fi movie night not uh grip your grip you know sit at the edge of your seat intense like lounge you might fall asleep dad's probably snoring in 30 minutes you know like it's like a uh a, a again it's going to keep you captivated because it's visually just going to be like wow and one other thing we've not given credit to that all of us literally at the end was like ah that makes perfect sense on zimmer guys like he made the movie even to be at probably that six, just because the mu- the music really kept the m- mood of the movie going, and again the visuals. But then when you lack that that writing, that plot in there, and there's those points of dragging, I'm with you, Nick. I'm also at like a six out of ten, and soft six, like soft, like um, I think I I probably say turn on Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> It depends on your mood, you know, but I think there's a, there's definitely a group of people that will enjoy it to an extent. I, I can't see I, anyone I know watching this and be like, that was fantastic, man. But, what but, but to your point, Boyle, I, I think you nailed it right there. You got to be in the mood for this type of movie. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be in the mood. Yeah, you got to be. I think it's got to be like, not to get too specific here, but I think you got to be at home during the day. I think this loses its luster if you're watching this on like a tablet on a plane because you're just like, it kind of loses like the visual element. And then you're just like, this feels like a cheap avatar knockoff. I, I don't think point. I could have agreed harder with the, an immediate opinion that wasn't my own. I, <laughs> I just I just got sent to uh, a cabin on an airplane. And I was like, dude, like hour, like 45 in there. I'd be like, gosh, is this over yet? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I kept tapping the screen like, yeah, oh my really. God, we're oh, halfway. How much time left? Yeah, we did that in the movie. We literally in the movie all looked at our watches and we, we yeah, still had like an hour left. I was, I like, was like, "How are they going to res- like?" Okay, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. So we're saying a lot of negative things. It's just it's it's tough because I so badly wanted this to be great because it was an original movie, but it was fine. And you know what? That's okay. It's okay. I don't think this movie will be nominated for any awards. I think that kind of goes without saying. If it were to ever be in a category, if they nominated 10 movies for production design, I could see it getting in there because I think 
like the like the sets and all that stuff was actually pretty good um or or visual effects i could see it getting nominated if the field was 10 movies but i think there's going to be far better movies coming out this fall and i've already come out already this summer I was going to say, like, you know, the 12 movies that will just sneak in like a month before the Oscars. And you're like, where'd those come from? <laughs> you know, yeah. and those will be the ones that you're like, oh, and that's why you're a nomination. You know, so I do agree that I think this movie will slip in the cracks. I do. Yeah, just a little bit. I don't even know where it's going to end up streaming. Um, so for me, a six out of ten. Uh, Mark, would you would you finish up with? So I, my initial like. uh Knee-jerk reaction was a seven, but I, I can't in good conscience say that. Uh, now uh, I'm at a soft six. Mm-hmm. It's a three out of five on Letterbox for me. It's a, a soft six. It's what it is. Yeah. Right now, uh, Boyle, what did you give it? A flaccid six, yep. A flaccid six. <laughs> um, it is right now on Letterbox, rocking a 3.4 out of five on uh, Letterbox. 20 22% of the ratings are three stars out of five, but a combined 51% of the ratings are three and a half or four stars. So people, people really but like again. It. If I, if I logged it the night we left, I probably still would have given it a seven, you know, cause I was in between that eight and seven, but I remember just being like, it doesn't deserve an eight. And so I was leaning more towards seven, but now I'm glad it sat because I'm like, no, this is not, a seven at all like i would have been i would have had to change my grade so um i wonder if those people went back and rewatched it what they would think sometimes you just get lost in that going to the movies vibe you know first take yeah i do it all the time (laughs) it doesn't help that i think we were all like kind of sick that day too and i was like dying in the theater yeah we were definitely tired (laughs) yeah i was so run down i was like oh this i have a cold this sucks um, all right, the creator, everyone. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen it, I mean, if it if it really sounds like your cup of tea, check it out. But under the parameters that we gave you, and don't blame us if you didn't like it outside those parameters. We gave you the exact guideline. Um, good, bad, watchable, guys. Hold on, I'd like to just interject quickly. I, I sent this to the text group. Yes. Uh, R.I.P. Richard Roundtree, uh, most notably. Um, known as Shaft. Oh, that's um, who we played. Okay. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Shaft, the iconic movie that came out in 1971. One of the most recognizable theme songs for those who enjoy uh, anything, I guess, uh, older, um, if you will. Um, wow, just <laughs> saw that just popped up on my timeline. So, uh, R.I.P. Shaft. R.I.P. Oh, man, yeah. Well. I mean, how old is he? What does it say? 81? 81. Good for him. Good for him. I mean, guy's an icon. He also, let's see what else he was in. He's in some very notable movies. He was in Seven. He was in Speed Racer. He was in George of the Jungle. Oh. Yeah. He he has quite the catalog. Iconic career. 93 movies credited to him. R.I.P. Richard but I Roundtree. mean, most notably Shaft. I know Cookie Rojas will know exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah, he will. We'll have to let him know. Um, well, a quick moment of silence. Thanks, Mark, for bringing that to the table. R.I.P. Richard Roundtree. All right. Now moving along to our good, bad, and watchable. The movies that we saw that were good, the movies that were bad, and the movies that were in between that are just plain watchable. We'll have a minute on the clock. A minute plus, because uh, let's be honest, you know, this is, uh, it's been a while, so, and uh, we love our October movies. So, Boyle, we'll put a minute yeah. on the clock for you, for your good. Uh, uh, a minute, whenever you're ready, in three, two, one, go. The first movie I'm going to give a good to is a documentary, which I don't always watch, The Devil on Trial. Uh, I thought it was a good uh, interesting case, good story to uh, watch, and it involves – it's on Netflix, and it involves um, a famous old court case with some evidence about demons and possession and a murder trial. Um, it's good because 
it's not just pro ghost. It, a lot of the people involved were also like, ah, uh, no, it, the person was just crazy and committed a murder. And I thought I did a really good job of bringing light to both positive and negative, as well as um, actually getting attacking the um, the Warrens a little bit. And in Lorraine, I know I was kind of shocked, but it was good insight and a good perspective to have that because I'm always so invested into it. Uh, and besides that, I'm going to save my others for watchable. I'm done. Wow. Okay. Not bad. Travian Boyle. Uh, for anyone uh, not familiar, Ed and Lorraine Warren are of uh, the inspiration for The Conjuring. Yes. Conjuring movies. Yes. The, my, uh, is that the one my parents also watch, Boyle? Oh, <laughs> uh, I feel like they, in in Bruges. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, feel like, what you, like, what are you referencing? What do you mean? Well, I think they were like, oh, you got to tell Boyle to check this one out because they know he loves the, they know you love the conjuring. It's called oh, the so Devil maybe on they Child, told right? you and now you're questioning it on air to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. Did they tell me to tell you? And I just never told you. Oh, so you're going to check their letterbox to see? No, it's not the Devil on Child. No, <laughs> it, it was a documentary that they watched. Okay. We'll find it. Let me know. We'll do. Mark. You're good. My good. All yeah. right. Uh, three, two, one. Uh, recommendation from a friend, Dane Minella, The Prince of Darkness, uh, John Carpenter film. For those who don't know, I'm a big John Carpenter guy. Practical effects, uh, great in the horror genre. This movie is truly terrifying when you uh, think about the storyline at hand. Um, some elements might seem silly just because it's a 1987 movie seeing it now, but um, there's a couple of very good quotes. Um, just how he does horror is very evident in this. So I would call this a, uh, like almost a signature dish since we're on food themes tonight. Uh, this is like a signature dish from him where it might not be the best overall, but you're like, this is a John Carpenter movie. Uh, terrifying religious elements to it. Um, you know, enough kind of gore and uh, scare tactics to it. I would highly recommend for anyone who is a horror fan, especially anyone who appreciates the the history of the genre. Uh, again, Prince of Darkness. Um, eight out of ten. Done. Thank you. Yeah, no, uh, it, it was fun to see that play out in the text group. And Mark, you follow through with it and see him be like, hey, that was great. Um, I got to check that out. Uh, yeah, I would highly <laughs> recommend. Um, uh, we we know his best is uh, The Thing. So there's a lot of The Thing talk. But The Prince of Darkness, uh, highly recommend for real horror fans. If you're to, a horror person, yeah. you're going to really like this. Uh, would not recommend to the casual fan. Sorry to casuals out there. Um, maybe with my parents in town, I'll feel safe and watch it with them. Oh, big on practical effects. Big on practical effects. Um, yeah, no, that's what he's like, kind of like known for. Um, oh yeah. <clears throat> I, I'm telling you his, his signature is all over this movie. Highly recommend, especially during spooky season. Where, where was that movie, Mark? It was on Peacock. It's on Peacock. Oh, ah, easy, easy to, uh, my, I will say a line since it, I think we're past like the um, uh, statute of limitations here. Shout out law school. Uh, but, <laughs> none of you will be saved. Pray for death. It's like, yes. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Just need that clipped. Um, all right. My good. I, I had to pull up. I had to decide. All right. Three, two, one. I'm going to spend most of my time talking about my good here, The Big Chill from 1983. Uh, our friend and pal, Sean Kelly, gave this one a two out of five. Uh, I gave this one a four out of five. I actually really enjoyed this. Now, look, I can see why baby boomers love this movie. It's a movie about them. So obviously they loved it. Uh, but I think the soundtrack acting and, and writing, I think, was really good here. As someone who was not alive in 1983, as someone who didn't go to college in the 60s and has zero connection to any of this, uh, this movie probably shouldn't have worked for me, but I made this while cooking, Mark. I uh, had it up on my Kindle, and I was like, actually, this is a pretty good movie. Like, I thought it was actually really good. Um, 
And then my other good is Barbarian. I rewatched it. I showed Bella it on on Max. Mwah. Fantastic. Bubba. 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 All right. There we go. Done. There we go. All right. Before uh, we go to the next segment. Uh, by, yeah. By the way, Barbarian. What a film. <laughs> yeah. So, so good. Guys, so I didn't tell you guys this, but on Friday I did a – or maybe I did. I don't think I did. On Friday I was a part of a paranormal investigation at Fort Adams in Newport uh, for four hours, and it was – it was not, sick. I did not tell him. Yeah, it was sick. Um, and during it, there's this one part we went to where they showed you like the old tunnels that the soldiers would go through, and um, I was able to walk through one. You literally have to like bend over to walk through it. And halfway through it, I started like panicking because I was terrified of that barbarian thing coming in and trying to get me. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's the hair. Instantaneous flashbacks to that movie, dude. Instantaneous. Like, oh, it was awful. But the experience was great. I highly recommend it. They do it every year, the last two weekends of October. Fun fact. That's cool. I asked, uh, I asked Bella because we're going to an Airbnb uh, this weekend. And I was like, should we check out the basement? She was like, absolutely not. <laughs> not even opening that door. Don't even joke about that. I was like, Bubba. Bubba. <laughs> Bubba. Um, <clears throat> Boyle, uh, I love your ability to do fun, quote unquote, touristy things in our own state. Like, yeah. I feel like far too often I just ignore the things that are going on in our own backyard. So that's pretty cool. Dude, I didn't even know about it. Guess who invited me? Who? My mom and my stepdad, we oh, went together. Awesome. Yes. They're that's the ones really who cool. found it. They're like, we got to go do this. I'm like, I'm in. So You might have mentioned this while I was clicking around, but uh, they serve alcohol at this thing? No. Hmm. Nope. And I, I'll be honest, not a time to. <laughs> like, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't. Dude, I was in my own place. I'm a sensitive. I got to be careful with that stuff. So I was already nervous going in. Oh, all right. All right. Just, hey, just yeah. asking. No, uh, good. Uh, Macintosh. Whoa, whoa, There's whoa. Leon. I didn't step whoa. over it. <laughs> uh, so no. All right, Boyle, you're bad. Macintosh. <laughs> what a reference, dude. That's so good. I didn't step over it. Hello. Okay. Uh, what am I on? Bad? Bad, okay. yeah. Bad. Yeah. Stinky. All right, give me the countdown. All right, ready? In three, two, one, go. So I'm I'm still teetering on this, but I'm going to put it in here because I have better watchables to talk about. The Exorcist, the new one, Believer. I'm putting this under bad. Um, I'm probably giving it a score somewhere around a four or five. Um, it just it just didn't do it. I was excited for it, but it just didn't do it. Um, and I wasn't as scared as I normally am. I feel like the story was long. Um, and then all this, and, and, and right, you know, two days before I went to see this movie to find out it's part of a trilogy automatically affected my grade, because if this was just going to be its thing, I might've, you know, been more open to it, but knowing it was a part, it just kind of took something away from the movie. Um, acting was mid things were mid. I really, there was one good twist at the end that kind of happens that you're like, Oh, that's kind of funny. It's kind of laughable. Um, I will say I got to see horror movies with Ross more because we kind of can giggle and make me not as scared throughout it, which is fun. Um, so yeah, that's about it. But this is, this is a wait. I mean, watch it when it's home, but uh, it's not great. It's not great, Bob. Time. Thanks, Boyle. Yeah. What Boyle's <laughs> leaving out is I just come up behind him at scary movies and I tickle him and I go, good you go. <laughs> no, I think that's uh, a good coping mechanism that Boyle and I have that if the, the movie isn't, up to our standards, but still kind of creepy, scary. And we want to cut through that. We just make kind of jokes, not interrupting other people's enjoyment of the movie, but just to kind of keep ourselves like not on edge the entire time. I mean, it was IMAX and there were probably 10 people in the theater out of like a hundred seat theater. And they're all sat like in the same, like one row before us and one row behind us. They're all there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right, Mark, you're bad. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready. Uh, Three, two, one. Boyle, I'm sorry. I am not like uh, a devil on trial at all. Uh, I was very bored. Um, just again, I, I was thinking about the Conjuring movies uh, and stuff going on. I'm like, I like those a lot better. Like, <laughs> totally. I, yeah. It, like, I get what you're saying, where it's like, okay, like we got like the background, like the 
real life inspiration and stuff. Like definitely like the first half of that documentary we'll say is uh, a lot of the inspiration for the second Conjuring movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like thinking to myself, okay, like, Hey, that was great. Uh, I, that's not for me. Like I like when, you know, I don't want to hear about the, the real life situations because it's too much up in the air. Mm. Uh, so that's my bad. I, I'd say no. Just go see The Conjuring. You'll have a better time. Definitely agree with you. And I think for me, the the difference was like, I don't really watch documentaries all the time. So to me, I was like, I can kind of get behind this one a little bit, you know? Not that I have anything against them. It's just... Yeah. Um, it's just when it comes to like, you know, the paranormal or the, uh, let's say the unprovable. Yes. Like, you're going to lose me. I'm just like, okay, like yeah. whatever. Well, that's what cracked me up is when the, the judge is just like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, I watched 45 minutes of this movie. What the hell? <laughs> no, but at, at the same time. So because it's a court of law, right? So, yeah. you know, you're swearing on a Bible and you say under God, like then so if you have it one way, you could argue the other side. So that that is a legal yes. discrepancy. But again, yes. I'm a uh, a student of law, and I'm not an attorney, so this is not legal advice. <laughs> Important note. Thank you, Mark. Important note. I, yeah, just make, I have to say that every time. <laughs> um, let's see. I guess I'm. Wait, am I the only one that hasn't seen this movie? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's like an hour and 20 minutes. Like, it's a that's the other reason I suggested I was like, it's a breeze. Mark might be able to squeeze this in today when he's doing work. Like, I wasn't sure. So, um, yeah. All right. That's a good selling point, though. Uh, Less than 90. All right. My bad. Thank you, brother Mark. Appreciate it. My bad is not going to take long. In three, two, one. I also saw The Exorcist Believer with Boyle and all the things that he said. Here's the thing I wasn't scared really and that's tough for a horror movie uh one this movie just was very well put together from like a like it didn't it wasn't sloppily made it wasn't bad it just i wasn't really that scared and as a legacy sequel like it just was like it just felt like a weak tie-in to like the original that not not that i wanted it to be but it's just like uh, like why even bother connecting it between the two so i don't know it wasn't really scary and uh yeah i just didn't enjoy it time that was the only thing i wow, think I, that was quick yeah <laughs> we should have mentioned is that i remember nick when we left that movie we were like they could have made that movie and named it anything else anything else and we and you never would have combined it to the exorcist movie like i don't know why do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll tell you why money. Yeah, they slap the name on it, so like yeah. people go see it. Yeah, yeah. It's just I don't know. It's poor. And if that was poor, what does the sequels bring up? You know, trilogy, whatever. I never saw the other Exorcist movies besides the first one. The right. first one is like, I mean, that should be in like film school for horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and speaking of honorable mention, forty uh, fifth anniversary of the debut of Halloween, yes. Michael Myers, greatest Halloween villain of all time, agreed, evil personified. The man cannot be stopped. My favorite October movie to watch. I love watching Correct. the movie. Um, all right, that was, yeah, that was it for bad. So I guess let's go to Watchable. Uh, Boyle, are you ready? I'm ready. I got two for you. All right, here let's we go. go. And- Three, two, one, go. Uh, the first one is The Invitation, which, Mark, I know you've seen recently, a couple months ago or something. Um, and I liked it. I watched it just now before we recorded. It's a quick in and out, which is what I was looking for. Hour 30 kept me into it. Didn't drag nothing. I thought they did what they needed to, got out. It was a good 6 out of 10. Some nudity would have been great because, man, those people were beautiful at that party. Um, and then the other one, a little more generated. Yep. Boink, is Casper the Friendly Ghost, the 90s hit. And let me tell you, that deserves a 5 out of 10 on the watch bulb. Good old classic kids jokes. Done. <laughs> I don't think I've seen Casper since I was a kid. I can't remember a thing about it. I hadn't. Dude, I'm not. It was a night last week. I was beat. I'm just like, oh, I got to put some on just to lay on the couch for a few minutes. And I was like, 
Casper. Like, like they had just put on Netflix or something. I was like, I gotta watch this. I haven't seen this since I was a kid because I used to have like the VHS version of it. You know, like I was like, let me sh- let me watch this. So yeah, I feel like that was a popular VHS tape. I would see at people's houses. Yeah, I feel like everyone had Casper. The friendly ghost man, except me. All right, Mark, you're watchable. All right, boys, get the clock ready. I've got classics for it. Three, two, one. The first one. Great, great cooking movie. Deep Blue Sea. (laughs) A spooky movie because we got smart sharks running all over the place, eating everybody up, and they are bundling the smartest people in the ocean because they created these smart sharks. That movie's awesome. LL Cool J rules. Samuel Jackson rules. Like the the, the, cast, the cast is great. The concept is great. Awesome. I mean, awesome. I love my rewatch of that. I, I'll throw that on anytime for background. Uh, my next, on Friday the 13th, I went on an absolute mission. And I watched uh, Friday the 13th part, I mean, the first one, part two, and then part three. Um, It's one of those things where Jason is romanticized as a Halloween character. Uh, First one, he's not the bad guy. Spoiler alert, I don't care. Uh, It was 1980. Uh, It's his mom. It's not even him. The second one, it's him. He's not wearing the hockey mat. He's wearing a potato sack. It's not until the third one that he actually dons the mask. So, I, I mean, I love those movies, but I think people forget how ridiculous he kind of is. So it, it's one of those, like, it's watchable, like, but not in our good category, like Michael Myers. Done. I'm sure I went a little over, but worth it. Worth it. It's fine. Yeah. You know, people do forget that he doesn't have the hockey mask until the third one. Deep Blue Sea was the first R-rated movie I ever saw. Really? Ooh. In fact. Yep. Passion of the Christ for me. <laughs> was it really? Um, yeah. Uh, in theaters, it was Passion of the Christ. Friday the 13th, the first one, might have been the actual first one I watched. I, was I'd have to think back to my theater one. That was the one I saw at home for the first time. That's Yeah. I th- oh, okay. Yeah. Friday the 13th, I think, might have been the first one for me. It was like Halloween one year, in, and Dad's like, "You're not going theaters, to the come watch it." In theaters, I think mine was, um, I think it was semi-pro. Oh, because we were teenagers, and yeah. then, like we were trying to sneak in by ourselves. We were 15 when semi-pro Who showed came up. Mister uh, Mister Farina was there. Oh, and he bought me, Dave, and Mike the tickets. <laughs> I think we were 16 when that movie came out, like, yeah, actually. He was like, what are you going to go see? And we were like, we really want to see Semi-Pro, but we don't know if they're going to sell us the tickets. And he was like, oh, I got you guys. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. So I That's think great. that was it. Oh, you know what? No. Wait, is Dodgeball rated or PG-13? I think that's PG-13. Okay, then no. I think it was semi-pro. You know why it was PG-13? Because I, re- you know what? I remember they make an unrated version afterwards. So there's an unrated version uh, see when it was at home. I remember seeing 300 with all you guys. Uh, Boyle, you were definitely there. Yeah. I think it was like uh, it was like 10 of us. Ahmad was there. Um, that I think we were 16 when that came out, maybe? Like someone got us into that one. Let me double check that. I'm, I'm fairly certain it was. Yeah, like, now I'm like, now I feel like I'm going to need to do some research oh, and figure sorry. out. 300 came out in theaters in 2006. We were 14 when that movie came out and we saw it in theaters. Who let us go see that? Wait a minute. Was it really? Yes. 2006? Two year freshman? Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. It, it's hard to, let's see. What was the actual release date? It Maybe came out December 9th, 2000. Okay. It came out in a, in theater, like one theater at like a film festival in, December of 06, but it came out March 9, 2007. So yeah, we were freshmen in high school. That was probably my first R-rated movie then in the theaters. There's no way I went to one before that. I'd have to literally do some serious research, but... Thank you. Yeah, get back to us on that. I, I want a five-paragraph essay on my desk, Matt Amaro. Isn't okay. Titanic rated R? Yeah. 
Okay, then Titanic's my first movie. It was really nice stuff. So. Okay. Oh, yeah. That would have probably been up there for me, too. Yeah, I was like nine years old. Yeah. Nine or ten. I see. Because think about it, it only would have been R because of her nudity, I'm guessing, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, oh. now I'm looking at this and it's saying like Saw 3 was R and I saw those. Oh, yeah. That's a big R. And that was 2006. Borat was 2006. The Departed was 2006. 2006 ruled. Yeah, but what you, like in theaters. I used to go see the Saw movies with my dad in theaters, actually. So uh, I might have seen that yeah. one in theater. That explains a lot about who you are, Boyle. You're messed up, kid. <laughs> you want to play a game? Oh, Hostile, dude. Oh, I'll never forget in Hostile when they oh, kill these tendies. I literally cringed. I was like, ah. <laughs> no. was gonna say, what, what was the first like horror movie you guys saw like when oh. you were young? I remember it was, it was the like, fr- first Friday the 13th for me. I was so, like, this is terrifying. So it was, I think it was uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, but it was Nikolai Fujimoto's birthday. And he was having like a sleepover. Pretty sure we were like 10. Or like eleven, and we wanted to put on a scary movie, and like half the party called their parents to pick them up to go home because they were scared, and like I was dying laughing. It was so my mom like still laughs about it. Like now I, I might bring it up with her after we're done recording. How old are you? She thought it was, we were like ten years old, dude. Oh my god! Like, people were like, people were like, oh, it's a scary movie. They're like, no, 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 no. Dude, it, it's why you know because that's the one genre that like you have to ask someone ahead of time like hey are you into like horror movies or not because like most most movies like you know like people are kind of like into are okay with it. there's some people that are like a hard no i do not watch scary movies like, like do have not you show guys yeah were you guys there when we went to see the first paranormal activity like, yes i remember I might have been of us going. I might have been in that crew. Oh, you were into those movies. I so love those. Do you remember like uh, it like it, <laughs> I was sitting next to Dave and then Captain Mike. Mm-hmm. And Captain Mike is not a horror movie guy. Dude, his face was in his sweatshirt the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. and it was so funny. It was so funny to me and Dave that we were laughing. <laughs> That's, and that movie, so and it's then, wild like, how that, big those movies were. Like it, yeah, but, and, no, no, it was so big because the budget was so small. Yeah. And then like, everyone was like, all right, like, let's go see it. So, like, the profit was crazy. But when we went to see it, Ross, I don't know if you were there, but obviously the selling point on that movie was, like, the effects. where like, there's no one there, but, like, the door moves, right? So we're, like, 20, 30 minutes into the movie, and they do the first, like, door kind of closes, door kind of opens, and you hear everybody in the audience go, <gasps> big gas. And then, like, five seconds later, somebody in the front row goes, Ooh. <laughs> And it made, it made me and Dave laugh so hard that it was hard for us to take the rest of the movie serious. So anytime something moved with no one, they were like, Ooh. <laughs> Spooky. Whoa. I mean, that's all that movie was, right? It, it was really just like the experience for me, horror wise. But I'll never mo- forget it. <laughs> that movie was just like doors closing and opening, some windows opening and closing. Ah, she gets, My- dude. She gets dragged down to the basement. That yeah, part was terrifying. That, yeah, that was scary. I felt uh, terrible. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie since I saw it. Um, my watchable is So I Married an Axe Murderer oh, uh, from 1993. <laughs> no worries. Uh, it's the it's the one movie where Mike Myers is playing himself, basically. Like, he's not a character. So that's interesting. Like, uh, this movie is definitely made for people that are just, like, 10 years older than us and, like, mm. remember that era pretty well. Um, because, like, I was watching it while I was cooking and I was just like, ah. The jokes aren't really laying with me. Like you can see the early seeds of like Austin Powers in there with him, like uh, doing impressions of his like Scottish, or I don't even think his dad is. I don't know what the he does a Scottish dad character that you're like, oh, that's like, fat bastard there in the future. Um, but it's okay. It watchable time anyway. Yeah, no, like um, R-rated movies that I've seen in theaters that are scary. Like it, it was a huge gap. Uh, like. I saw Grudge with Ricky Westerholm like we were in eighth grade. I was like, oh man, like I was terrified. Like that was PG 13. 
And then I got the bug of seeing horror movies in theaters again when I saw The Conjuring in theaters front row with my brothers mm. and my parents and my abuela and abuelo. And I was like, oh man, that was a blast. Like packed theater horror movies is a is a good time. Um, obviously there's like a lot more bad ones and good ones, but I don't know. I'm trying to think last 10 years, like horror movie theater, like what, what stuck out to you guys besides Barbarian? Because we all saw that one together and that ruled in theaters. You know what stuck out to me? Uh, uh, and it was just, just awful. La, uh, Chris La Llorona. God, what? A, like, that was just so bad. Yeah, was, <laughs> I can't get turd. over that. That was so bad. It, it was so funny uh, just sitting, having the pleasure of sitting next to Rojas, who is, you know, uh, I'll, I'll say moderately fluent uh, <laughs> in the language, because they were, they were translating the stuff that I knew. And yes. then they weren't explaining the stuff that, like, Nick clearly knew. So I was like, all right, hey, what'd they say now? And he's like, okay, so they said this. <laughs> like, They'd be like, hola, was- hello, what's up? And I'd be like, okay, yeah, everyone knows hola. <laughs> but they'd be like, oh, but temporary. And I'd be like, huh? <laughs> be like, yeah, la cabeza, head. Yeah, I know that. But like, <laughs> it's like, what are, like, what are we doing here? I took Spanish for just- healthcare in ninth grade. <laughs> it was just, that movie was so bad. Like, it makes me mad thinking about that horror movie experience. The funny thing is about horror movies that are bad and horror movies that are good. Like when you go see them in theaters, like it, it's kind of enjoyable either way. Because if it's a stinker, you're like, oh, brother, this movie stinks. That's what makes like the bad, like the mediocre horror movies even worse. Because if you're not even scared and it's not even funny or just like them, what, what'd you do? Like what, what purpose did you serve? Right, like, and you know that was um, what was the Conjuring? Um, what was the the one that we the saw? The Devil Made together. Me Do It. Yeah, bad. Yeah, bad. did not like that. They totally abandoned uh, their like usual theme. Like they tried to zig. Yeah, uh, it, when they really should have just zagged. It was, that was another bad one. Like you guys are killing me. I mean, thank God for the Barbarian because without Barbarian, um, I probably would have just lost a lot of faith in uh, horror movies in theater. Yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, that was a bright spot. I mean, cause the year before in 2021, they sent malignant right to streaming as they should. That movie, like people like, are like, Oh yeah. Malignant. I'm like, that movie was okay. I thought it was fine. Yeah. It wasn't like, Oh man. That's I so thought they, I thought they did it a favor by sending it. to streaming. Yeah, it's perfect to watch at home. I'm like, Oh, this is like fun at home. Like if and, I, and what was that? What was that series that Netflix did? It was like eighteen eighty seven, nineteen eighty seven. Fright Fear Street, Fear Street, Fear Street. Yeah, Those were so good. I thought that was good, but again, I perfectly find that it was streaming. I thought that does it a favor when it goes to streaming instead of uh, like a theater release. Yeah, yeah. Besides Barbarian, like Hereditary is probably the closest thing as like a good horror movie since then. Like we don't really get good horror movies, and so the guys. There's definitely these small little ones in between that we get that we're like, "Hey, that was good," but like it keeps you alive, I guess, in the genre, but doesn't make you love the genre. Barbarian was like, "Yes, (laughs) yeah, more." (laughs) I think uh, horror and uh, comedy are two genres that that share the same problem, where Mm -hmm. nobody really expects them to be of any quality. Yeah. So, like, when there's a theater release, nobody really wants to go see them. Like, oh, it's not how it used to be. It was way better before. Yeah. So we'll just wait till it goes to stream. And the one like, thing was, that... Oh, the comedies were better in the 90s. Horror was better in the 80s. Even the early 2000s. I'm not going to waste gonna my say, time. I was going to say, early 2000s theater. was really good. And you know uh, what? Yeah. The, one, the one thing that horror has over comedy, Mark, down to cut you off, is that you could throw a bunch of randoms in a, in a horror and... It could be good. Whereas if you throw a bunch of randos in a comedy and no one goes and sees it and it's, and you don't have a relationship with the comedy people, they like, there's a way greater chance of like a $1 million horror movie taking off than a $1 million comedy taking right. off. And, and at, like to your same point, Nick, um, with horror, sometimes you do get like that big name actor to do it. And everyone says, what are they doing? What, yeah. like, why did they choose to do this movie? It's like, right. Jim Carrey, why did you do 23? What the heck was this? 
right? Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, you know what I've been enjoying actually, uh, is, uh, well, I've been enjoying the American Horror Story thing, but I've actually kind of been enjoying the Goosebumps show. It's made for teenagers, but I'm actually enjoying it. Uh, we're, we're, we're an episode and a half in. I like it. I hate to cut you off, but no, totally. Uh, like when Justin Long pops up, I'm like, Oh, barbarian. Hey, Justin Long. Welcome to the show. Uh, Justin yeah. Long, sneaky, good horror guy. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, Jeepers, uh, creepers. Yeah. Yes. Right. Uh, Tusk. Like, so you know he's got the chop. Oh, Tusk. Yeah, he's very good at balancing scary with comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but Boyle, have you got a chance to check out Goosebumps yet or no? Is it just me and Mark? No, um, that's the next on my to-do, but I had to finish The Fall of the House of Usher first, and I'm mm-hmm. halfway through it, so I've been lo- I've been loving it. Anything mm-hmm. from, like, The Haunting of Bly Manor, The Midnight Mass, like, the same crazy. I mean, like, he has hit it every year for the past, you know, since COVID. Every year he comes out with a, an absolute banger of a show, and he's not letting up again. This one's cool. And this one's just like bad karma to rich people, which is like really fun to watch. So uh, That's popular in the streets right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Boyle, I'm the inverse of you. I'm fully caught up on uh, Goosebumps, but I yeah. haven't started uh, Fall of House of Usher yet, but I am very excited to dive into like, that. I was like, dude, we have from literally today, we have one week left of spooky season because, you know, next Tuesday. And uh, I was like, that's it. Those are the last two spooky things I, I told myself I'm doing. It's the fall of House of Usher. It's Goosebumps. And now if I can squeeze it in, I'll check out that documentary, Nick, that you sent. Um, but that that's that's my spooky season. I'll be done after that. So I, I think Rojas agrees with me on this. Um, but Goosebumps is, remember, they're kids' books. Like yeah. teenager books. And so they keep the theme. Like it's it's spooky enough where it's like, okay, that's spooky. But at the same time, like it's silly teenager hygiene. Yeah. So like it's not it's not that tough of a watch. Yeah. Like you're not gonna be filled with anxiety. Yeah. Throughout the duration. <laughs> like it, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. a perfect okay. it's like the ABC family level of spookiness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you're like great. Like way to set the tone. They go to a Halloween party in the first episode. I was like, love it, love yeah. it. Um, I the uh, I, I, again, I've only made it one episode and a half. Uh, but in the first episode, a character was like, dude, we made out last night. Like talking about a girl, and and uh, me and Bella were like, ah, that's so fun. Like in high school, <laughs> just being so excited about like we kissed. <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, so, but, but, but like, also, like, it's very you, teenager. Uh, like a goosebumps guy, like growing up, though. Yes, I loved it, I dude. Love you know which ones I not only I not only read all of them. I loved the choose your own adventure ones, dude. Those Boyle, were my Boyle, let me tell you, you are gonna have such a great time ripping through these because they hit all of the classics, like the most popular episodes, like each, like each one. I was once I saw the title. Yeah, yup. I go yup. Back. That's awesome. Because why did you just have both me back? I have no idea. I didn't. I didn't do that. That was crazy. Did Rojas do that? Did you just do that? What? Dude, he just Mark just had balloons go over his screen. Like I think there's like the new like effects that if you like do like a no way. I don't know how you did that, dude, but <laughs> balloons just came up. It was awesome. When, when it's on it FaceTime, they have the new FaceTime things. You can do things like that where it's like if you do that. Oh, so, yeah, cut this part out because there's so many balloons that just went across my screen. That I have no idea what that I actually was. really want you to use that as our clip. <laughs> I, I, this, that would be great. I have no I idea how that happened. That. And it yeah. just cuts to Boyle's face and Boyle's just going. So excited. <laughs> What the hell was that? Now I want to know what the secret is. <laughs> I was like, what's happening? I'm trying to like look up like I how it's you even. you did it, Ross, because I was like, dude, what? Ross, you were looking down, so it looked like you were doing it. Oh, really? No. Yeah. So, Boyle, what, what exactly did I say? Like, <laughs> dude, To be honest, like I'm going to have to wait for the clip because – just so excited about Goosebumps. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. you were saying like they hit all of the Goosebump like 
classics and then like so they hit all the classics like you're gonna be so excited like once it like when you watch all of them you're gonna be like oh yup like bang you're gonna be like i know this one you know what else i used to like as a kid do you ever watch um there's no way they are could you? ever redo it as good because i know that they tried a year or two ago but it was just a are fun. you afraid of the dark Yes, dude. Yep. I, yeah. oh, oh, I didn't. I didn't see it. Uh, that used to scare me a lot. I had nightmares about some of those. They were so. Yeah, creepy. So I remember specifically again, uh, uh, Captain Mike, poor guy. I'll leave his last name out of this. Just, but, but uh, I remember specifically like one episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? He like ran out of the room. <laughs> he was. He's not a, a scary movie guy or not a horror guy at all. It was the uh, the pool monster episode. He okay. hated that episode, dude. The one I hated was the blue ooze. That would freak the me blue ooze right guy, out. like the uh, terrifying, like the clown, yeah. right? Yeah, yep. oh, that guy was nuts. And all the parents were just eating it, and so I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> yep. Um, it's funny how good that stuff used to be for us. Like, like, oh god, it was just so. And there's something I was, you know, I've talked to people about before too. Like they're like, "How do you like horror?" And I'm like there's just this such a love hate relationship with it. Like I love getting scared, but like, I don't like to then be alone. Like we can have a good time together. And then after that, boom, that happened. Like I was just, are you trying them, Nick? Yeah, Yeah, I am. I'm I'm with you on that because it's like, uh, it's a different type of exhilaration when you're experiencing a movie, right? Like the, the feeling I got, from watching uh, the story unfold in, say, like The Godfather, mm-hmm. right? Or The Godfather Part Two, it's a different uh, internal feeling than you know laughing as hard as I can until my stomach hurts from a comedy movie, or you know showing uh, some tears from uh, you know pulling at your heartstrings in a different type of movie, like let's say uh, Portrait of a Lady, on, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, a story's really coming together. Horror is just a different element to that. Like, to me, it's kind of like uh, an adrenaline rush. Like, yeah. Uh, a risk seeker, where it's like, I'm really scared. I don't want to jump off this cliff into the water. But then you do it, and you're like, whoa, that was awesome. Like, I'm not dying. I'm not getting stabbed. But like, watching that was crazy. <laughs> Dude, I hear you. And, yeah, it just... I love I, I just I love it hate it all at the same time and that's why like even like watching that show I can get through like two episodes or three because there's just this adrenaline of like oh my god I need to know what happens next and so then you want to see the next thing you know so um hard, you're hard talking about the fall of the house of usher right yeah 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 um, but, so what would you give that so far how many episodes in are you I think I've been watching them continuously so I think I'm on five maybe. Maybe four, but okay. I think five. Um, it's not as scary as like Midnight Mass was. Like I think that was the scariest one I've ever seen. And like so were the houses, the haunting of the Hill House, Haunted Bly Manor. Um, it's got the right amount of spooky. Where so far you get like little spooks, but it's more of like the story of each of how basically it, this it, it is builds like, up. It's so building. It building. Yeah, you can tell it's a building. So there were some parts that I started to doze off on. And then I was like, why am I fighting this? And I would just shut it off and start it again the next day. Um, So kind of one of those. But Do you know how many episodes there are total? I didn't know, actually. Actually, could you look that up? Because I didn't want to see it when I went to go do it. But I was curious if I'm close. I found out why it happened. What is it? Hill House? Uh, No, it's uh, Fall of House of Usher. Ah, yeah, that's right. Fall of House of Usher. Let's see. So usually it's like eight. Mark, you're on your iPad, right? I'm on my La Computadora. Uh, Let's see. Episode guide. Seven episodes. Okay. So then I'm close. Seven. Yeah. Because I think um, they usually are uh, like that. They're a limited series. Yeah. I, I think some are six, like some have been eight. But yeah, that's usually how it goes. They do good stuff. But I enjoy it, but I haven't started it yet. Okay. So I'm excited for that. But yeah, Goosebumps again, good time. Not overly scary. It's like 
teenager scary friendly. So if you're not a horror person but want to get into the spirit of the season, I'd say Goosebumps. But if you're a horror person, seems like Boyle's on the right track. Go follow House of Usher. Sounds good. All right. Well, I found out what happened with the hand gestures thing. We can go over that after. Well, this has been another episode of Good, Bad, and Watchable. I appreciate you guys. I, I liked tonight's episode because we talked about a current movie, and then we'd gotten to spooky season, and I always enjoy spooky season with you guys. Um, bummed I'm not going to see you guys this weekend, but I'll see you guys soon. We'll have to coordinate Killers of the Flower Moon. But uh, until next time, for Mark DeSisto, Nick Boyle, I'm Nick Rojas saying so long. We'll see ya. Bye. Boom. <laughs> Boom, spooky. <laughs> Boom.